This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is Friday morning, Sex Talk with John T. Searle. This is on radio, this is unscripted, and I have no doubt this morning is most definitely uncensored. So there's men talking about sex, and it's just men today. Manly men. Manly men, men, manly men, manly men, men, men. <laughs> Very good. So with us is Warren. Howdy. From Anova Health. Bruce from Anova Health. Howdy doody. Charlie, where are you from besides the street corner? Yep, that's where I'm from. <laughs> oh, that's where I recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see if you guys have between you any working brain cells this morning. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Pinocchian. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Partialism. Dirty dictionary word. Partialism. So WhatsApp us on zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. What do you think partialism is? Anything you'd like to know about male sexuality? Anything you'd like to know about straight sex, gay sex, kinky sex, in between sex, any kind of sex that anybody here might know anything about? Because between us, I think we've had a fair amount of sexual experiences. And we might know just a little bit. I'm just here to learn. Yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> partialism. Warren, any clue on partialism? Oh yeah, no, it's it's just when you it's just when you put the tip in. Mm-hmm. It's just partially in. Partially in. Okay. So it would be the opposite of indecent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bruce, partialism? Yeah, I, th- I mean similar to Warren, I got the whole like it's you know, I'm partial to that. I'm uh, partial to a bit of that. Mm-hmm. But it also maybe something to do with parsley. You know, I mean it's it's good for Apparently neutralizing the breath, so sprinkling some parsley. Neutralizing taste of semen? Yeah, why not? Add some parsley to your spunk. Okay, yeah. Like a good put on salad as dressing and completely little chopped parsley. High in protein, high in zinc. There we go. I don't know if I'm old (laughs) enough for this conversation. (laughs) Partialism? Yeah, silly. uh, You know, the, the natural sort of process of my brain goes to selectionism or to, to selectiveness. But I'm probably completely wrong. Okay, so you're the warmest. You're definitely the warmest. You guys are way out in left field. Damn it. <laughs> so, towards the end of the show, we will talk about partialism. So, why don't you please remind me to come back to what partialism is? Cool. So, I can tell you. So, Charlie, you're the closest so far. So, I thought it would be an interesting thing to have men talking about sex this morning. And just a minute ago, I thought a starting point is labels. Mm. How do we label ourselves as men? And I guess a fair starting question is, 
are the labels really important to you as a sexual being? That you consider yourself gay, straight, bi, kink, whatever it is. Mm. So that's not a rhetorical question. No. This is a time. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how we're all nodding on the radio. We were well, all like, yeah, 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 nodding. Could, 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 well, yeah, they can yeah, all hear us nodding. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, yeah, to, or to me, anyway, the, the, the idea of, of labeling happens long before you actually apply a word to what or who you are. It's how you dress. It's how you present yourself. It's how you put yourself out there. And it will also, obviously, it will hugely affect who it is that you attract. Mm. So, yeah, it's... I, I think it has pros and cons, you know. Um, for me, there have been times where labels have, have worked to my advantage mm. and there have been times when when labels have definitely, you know, boarding school being labeled as gay or morphic was not a was not great for me. But now if I meet somebody and I've, I'm attracted to that person mm. and I discover that that person uses the label gay, then my chances of coming right to that person are a lot better than if that person was to label themselves as being straight. Mm. So, you know, these things are, it's, I suppose it's, it is in a way, it's categorizing ourselves, labeling ourselves, putting ourselves yeah. in boxes. But those boxes are really helpful. Mm. If they, you know, if you're looking for something and you've been packaged, you know, Warren, you've just had this experience moving house. You put all your stuff just into random boxes and you don't put any labels. You're not going to find anything anytime soon. But if you put things in boxes and you put a nice label like, Kitchen utensils, you're gonna know. Hey, this is where I'm gonna find that kitchen utensil that I really like. But you might find something really interesting as well when you kind of go randomly looking. Miscellaneous box. Yeah, Mm, I like me a miscellaneous box. So here's a question for you. For a lot of gay men, the thought of a straight man is really exciting. Totes. Yeah. There we go. Question answered. That's, that's yep. why he sits next to me all the time. Wow. I hate to generalize, but for me, generally is definitely question answered. Yeah. I forgot something. We are next week, and I just thought of this. We are doing something next week really exciting. We are doing a live blowjob lesson in the studio. Wow. So the intention is that we are going to have a couple. I'm going to teach the lesson. So yeah. everybody is going to learn the most amazing blowjob techniques. And one of the biggest things you're going to learn is how to make this an amazing act of pleasure and power for the giver. Well, okay. And that changes everything. Mm. So he is going to talk about what he's experiencing while it's happening, and she is going to talk afterwards because it's really rude to talk with your mouth full, and mm. sometimes you can't pronounce words very clearly. Yeah. With something <laughs> in, in, that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's like going to the dentist and having conversation. Well, how are you today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's a mouthful. It's so the only way to, to keep some people quiet. Actually, it is one of the best ways. <laughs> so, sure. I just thought of. What about the possibility of having a male couple in the studio at the same time doing the same thing? Look, I'm sold. I think that's a great idea. I don't know where you're going to find that couple, but if you can find them. Well, that's why I'm looking pointedly at you, Bruce. (laughs) Me? I'd need to be in a couple, first of all. (laughs) You're about to have a really good Friday. I'm very flexible. I can try and do it to myself at this stage. but So so I don't really mind how you do it. So... (laughs) I would be enormously appreciative if you think that you could find a gay couple okay. to be part of this. Well, uh, so firstly, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. And secondly, because you are in that world, it would be really wonderful. I'm told from the doorman that the uh, queues outside just, are starting to build up already. Yeah, just, just sit your butt down there for a second because. Sit your butt down. Yeah, because it's a cute butt. Thank you very much. Because there is an individual who makes a claim that he can give as good a blowjob, if not better, than any woman he knows. 
And Mr. I to David Levins. Oh, I'd have to change my voice. <laughs> why, why don't you tell him my real name? <laughs> I thought we were anonymous on the show. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> no, I just thought about it. I thought about how yeah. many bad ones I've had and not so, had the guts to say, what are you, what are you doing? Like, this is not, I know you, like a, a, a person, a lady person who doesn't have their own penis mm-hmm. would have to, Try their best from what they've seen, a movie mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. thing, and then you actually you don't want to say anything because you might that might be the last one you get. Mm. Well, you don't. I just find a little guiding, with the some teeth. sort of guiding, yeah. like you have a guidance system. Do you ever see a movie called Ratatouille? Yes, where the little shit, the, the rat holds his hair like that, <laughs> mm. so he pulls it left, holds his his other, it pulls him right. So that's the kind of system I've adopted now. Basically, I call it the with Ratatouille. Pubes. <laughs> no, no, excuse with the head. So you just pull, you pull the ponytail over to the left. <laughs> Put to the right, push it down, sort of guyed, but you got to be careful because there's teeth involved. Yeah, no. Yeah. Or so not. Gonna, That's why I do so a lot of lot of my my, my work not. is done at old age. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> cheers them up. There's an exception to the. <laughs> and the nice thing is that most of them Alzheimer's, they don't remember who you are. <laughs> Unlike you, standing like full man. So, eh? so you can go back again and again. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. As a man, as a as a straight man, I think I could. I could do it better knowing what I like, but I'm not sure so, what everyone likes yeah. what I like. So what makes a bad blowjob? Um, non-attentiveness to, like, I don't want you to praise the penis. I want you to have cock worship uh-huh. ideals, but mm-hmm. enjoy it. Make like you are enjoying it, and, and at least we, we, can, we can agree that you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Mm. If I sense that you're not enjoying it, then don't bother. What makes a bad blowjob? Um, Scrape marks from teeth, uh-huh. and also the price these days. I tell you, I tell you, Bitcoin prices ridiculous. I nearly died. I mean, but also, what, what makes it? Somerset Roads was fifty rand back in my day, and now, gosh, three hundred. Are you up to eight thousand rand? You're getting charged. Because that's on Ravonia Road. I am Mrs. Fenton. I am Mrs. Fundamenta from Bryanston. If you went to um, what Troyville Oxford Road? Road. Troyville. You know, what, mm. what, like right. one Virgins. of the roads near Alice Park, it would probably be a whole lot Is less. It? Really? But then again. Yeah. And you get the toothless option too. You, <laughs> you've made notes. <laughs> yeah, so Warren, he has diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> so Warren is sitting here with this whole notebook open with all of so these So let's things. not bother about being negative. Let's yeah. not about no, what no, makes what, a what, bad blowjob. So what, what I find also makes a good blowjob yeah. is so often, you know, the nether regions that you the need balls. to cup a little bit. You got to cup those. those yeah, actually, you've have you doing the, the you doing the the <laughs> signal. If people are uh, listening, yeah, no, no. So basically, you've really got to cradle the testicles and mine not big enough to cradle. Of, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, of mankind. One one hand's just, enough. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's important. Like, pay attention to the ball. And what about the rusty trombone? Get mm-hmm. right in there and around the back. While you're going, oh, well, I don't know. As long as you just don't lick your fingers afterwards. And you don't, not your fingers. It's her fingers. Okay. Are you straight? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's her fingers. Or his fingers, I suppose. Am I gay if well, I have another guy giving me a blowjob? Well, it's an not int- necessarily if you no. close your eyes and have a good imagination. It's an interesting. I went to boarding school, so that was that did was you, the prerequisite. Did you do blowjobs at boarding school? Yeah, hello. That's that what boarding me? school is for. Is send for send your for? sons to boarding school. It is homosexual training school. I'm telling you, that's it like just for homework and for like little homework like and how else totally do you get like money? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That whole like, yeah, no. People are going to get arrested after listening to this. <laughs> no, that wasn't my real name. No, listen. After what we did a few weeks ago and what we're doing next week, we're safe. Yeah. Okay. 
We I'm still not old enough for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Did you I not mean, go to boarding school? So anybody who's been to boarding school, how true is the Mari Biscuit story actually? You've asked us this before, and I've never yeah. really seen it. I know guys that, that said it is. The, the last oh. one to come eats the biscuit. Yeah. yeah. But did I mean, you ever that's do that very at, at of No, not me personally. We did something called um, Fuzzy Bunny. With marshmallows. And what is fuzzy bunny? I think where you like try and shove as many marshmallows in your mouth, but somehow and then someone they sticks like their balls in your mouth, and you're like, "That's not a marshmallow." <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I prefer your version, to be honest. Like, yo, yeah, I no. Like my blurb for my show was has eleven listeners, <laughs> and yours, yours has many, I, huh? I, I partially listened to yours with one ear. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm getting ready for this, and it's mostly good. Well, we try and keep it industry-based, but the problem is yeah. it's too industry-based. Yeah. A lot of people don't get it. So there's two in-house references, and we're trying to make it more accessible. In-house, I suppose it would in be comedy industry, comedy industry yeah. central with you, industry. With, with the sex industry, in sometimes yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah. talk very um, amongst yourselves, and you kind yeah. of lose the person going, well, I'm not involved in sex that much. I'm a wor- I work at 9 to 5. I maybe have sex once a week with my husband. Good hands and really good wrists. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I want to write a book about masturbation techniques. Mm, I think it's really good. The book? No, masturbation. Oh, the movie. (laughs) Pop pop up book. It's a pop up book. Yeah. (laughs) But the pages get really sticky after page nine. Yeah. So are you going to come next week and do commentary for us like a racehorse? And away they go. (laughs) We'd not be insulting though, because I mean, it's quite a sensual thing. Some people actually rate a blowjob more. Sensual than sex Because mm. he said That is my, that is my outward uh, thing we, Where we, sex is an inward thing Are we boring you Warren? No no I'm just trying to Stop this vibrator Don't take thing. photos my Stop vibrator. the vibrator He's got his vibrator He always brings his vibrator Whenever <laughs> he's on the radio It's very annoying Your needs to be In your front pocket Not your Warren. back Warren. pocket Warren. Jeez can you turn <laughs> your vibrator Warren off Warren and Bra- Bradley Donovan Bradley Donovan <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Do you, what my new single is coming out Hey What's in your head When you're getting a blowjob Do you think of in your head, usually is a penis when you're giving a blowjob. No, but in your but what, are you thinking, <laughs> what are you thinking of? What am I thinking of? Don't vomit, generally. No, like, oh, sorry, I'm, like, I'm thinking, oh, oh, I'm thinking oh, you're getting one. Okay. <laughs> usually it's like, I mean, my pet head is when somebody takes it literally, when they try blowing. Like, what? You know, I'm not Who's like, that? I'm that's, not a, a birthday balloon, you know, to inflate. But it's there, like, there's an exception to that, and there's an exception to the teeth as well, but you have to listen <coughs> next week to learn the exceptions. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But see. do you think of gay images? You need, you need to, to learn to hard. do that, David. Yes, completely. So does heterosexual sexual images never pop into your head or do you no 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 it does but I focus on the guy in the heterosexual sex image in my head (laughs) so like you know I mean it's quite hot the concept of like a guy and a girl together but I'll just focus on the guy and sometimes depending on my mood I might pretend that I'm the girl do you think think the person that's giving you the blowjob knows that you're thinking of of someone else of course they do because they do the same thing maybe if you're having sex with John Edward you know and then (laughs) crossing over coming over (laughs) overcoming he'll know he must must have a terrible sex life because if he can see dead people that that means they're watching masturbating and they're judging him (laughs) please Grant don't watch me now (laughs) (laughs) just tickle my balls (laughs) my word Six yeah, imagine all your ancestors watching you yeah. holding up scorecards score afterwards. Don't yeah. you, please, next time we talk <laughs> about blowjobs, well not do use my real name. That's my name. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. What should I call you then? Uh, Willem. Willem. Van Skalkwijk. Willem van Skalkwijk. 
Sex educator. <laughs> Standards <laughs> 9 to 12. <laughs> there was something you said earlier which about vibrator. I read this thing about a new vibrator that's come out. So you know there's all these Fitbits that measure everything that you do with exercise. Yeah. yeah. Do you use one when you go to gym? Yeah, there's one built in into my okay. Apple Watch. So what this does is a woman puts it inside her yoni. Mm-hmm. And it measures muscle contractions, it measures body temperature, and does all of this thing and sends it to an app on your phone. And, and tells you how intense your experience but who's was. Bra- how, are you bragging was? about that with the other ladies at book club? Going, look how intense my orgasm was. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fantastic. Wow. And there is actually, there's a, there's a porn site that did um, a world orgasm championship or whatever. So they put sensors on these women and they measure the, I don't know how they did it, like either their heart rate to measure the intensity of their orgasm. So... While they're having orgasms at the bottom of the screen, this whole thing is, is kind of... But that's like a Facebook out. event. Everyone says they're coming, but they're not yeah. necessarily... <laughs> <laughs> Interested. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we, you spoke about men faking orgasms. Mm. They do, because sometimes... What stops a man coming? Interesting thing. What would stop you coming? Well, it could be related to, to age group. Mm-hmm. It may be also maybe like sometimes I'll have like five wanks, and then someone invites me over six, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. I've, I've, Damn it! Where were you five minutes me, ago? Yeah. She told me in the morning. Jeez. I was like, because I would, I wouldn't have. Your timing have emptied, is shocking. Because I've emptied yeah. the, the, the cookie jar, and now you're yeah. me for a, a booty call. You really need to. I need to know. So yeah. that could be one thing. Eat a banana and wait forty-five minutes. Yeah. Eat a banana and wait forty-five minutes. Mm. I don't have that much really? time. These yeah. these people booty calls don't. They they answer the next one if I don't answer immediately. Wow, jeez. So what do bananas have in them? Potassium. And they're quite phallic as well. Oh. I think they just inspire me maybe. Oh. So can you practice learning blowjobs on bananas? Not if you don't like the taste of bananas. Oh. Or your fetish I, will become if you'll only give a blowjob if it tastes like as a banana, banana. tastes. I would recommend you, you so peel like it though because it has that like rough like little <laughs> black thing yeah. at the edge that can scratch the back of your throat. Or maybe you can put a condom over it first. Wouldn't you rather practice <laughs> on a dildo? Hmm. Yeah, then you have to like wash it afterwards. So you can eat the banana afterwards. So it's it's far more like better for the environment. <laughs> you know, like I'm a conscientious. Banana is much more multifunctional. Yeah, no, but then you ecological, and, and, and biodegradable. Jag. I'm sure. Uh, do, uh, I don't think dildos are biodegradable. I'm t- I think like no, after Armageddon, they're going to find all these like. Cockroaches and dildos. Cockroaches and dildos. That's what's going to be left. Somebody needs to write a, a futuristic Armageddon. It's trick 69. There's just cockroaches and fucking dildos everywhere. And that, as for that lubricant, never ending lube. The little space dudes are going to come and just shake their heads. And that's the mark of our civilization. That's what we've left behind. Sex toys and cockroaches. They yeah. elected a dildo in America, so he's running the place. Toads. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. I need to write my blurb for my show that I don't remember. If I don't write it now, I'm not going to remember what we did. That's quite sad. Yeah? <laughs> it really talks about the state of your mental health. <laughs> we had a whole week to decide. There's more. Do a bit of manscaping. I like that. That's important. Yeah, you got to manscape, man. Who must make the noise, the getter or the giver? Both. Okay, so you got to do. This is not convince or. Oh. You know, make the noise. Yeah. So, yeah. were these Warren's issues and questions and comments? I certainly lost out. He's a bit giggle. You don't want to lose your notebook at the Vida. I'm reading like, damn. Damn. This evil. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your contribution. I uh, appreciate we're not letting me come in. We're not paying you for it, but it was really good. No one gets paid on this. <laughs> <laughs>
Nature Armageddon. That's my safe word. <laughs> Armageddon, yeah. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Okay. What's next on your list, Warren? Oh, Jesus. The list is long yet distinguished. Yeah. Are we still what, talking about... Oh, never mind. The, the one thing i got to say is like, you know, when having sex, um, this particularly pertains to the girls, um, ask before you do a stinky pinky. Um, you'll, a lot of guys will be into it, but um, don't surprise us. It could be a, a bit of a shock. Okay. So maybe just explain to the people at home what a stinky pinky is for you, because <laughs> yeah, it might be different. Some for... people might have a different idea of what yeah, a stinky so, pinky. Yeah, yeah, slipping a finger in your ass. Um, yeah. Oh, so don't okay. take it by surprise. So yeah. just a pinky or a finger or your thumb. Well, uh, maybe depends if you're a novice or not. I suppose. I, I mean, look, it does take away the element of surprise if you and ask. Sometimes if the you element have to ask of surprise first. can be exciting. It can. So what's it also depends on what finger as well. Like if you if it's just the pinky, then maybe it's better. But if you're shoving your whole thumb, like full finger and thumb, in there, you like. <laughs> so what are the rules for that? The first rule is lube. Yep. Lots and lots of lube. Yep. Second rule is short nails. Mm. Yeah. Third rule is no rings. Well, well, just one. Just ring. one, yeah. <laughs> so in that case, if you like it, then you shouldn't put a ring on it. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, there's ways to approach it. You don't necessarily, like, have to have a whole, like, sit down conference about, so how do you feel about me penetrating you with my, the smallest digit on my right hand? Uh, but you, uh, there are ways that you can sort of approach and yeah. fiddle and have a feel and see how the person is, like, if the person is like making nice sounds, then maybe it's a good thing. But if the person's doing the dolphin, like, then generally it's like, um, I don't think that person is happy with you going forward. You know, just well, I, I think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think you need to differentiate between um, repeated sex with one partner or um, sex with new partners all mm. the time. So you're talking obviously as if it's new partners every time, but often. Often that new partnership thing is around um, uh, cause and reaction. So you try something and you see the reaction. If the reaction's good, you go further in that direction. If the yeah. reaction's not good, you take a different direction, whatever. Um, obviously, when you've been together with somebody for a long time or you've had sex frequently with them, you have a, an understanding of the things that they like and they don't like. It's a, a, it's not really a blanket thing. There's not a one-size-fits-all sort of scenario at all. So it very Definitely. much depends where you're at, who you're with. Um, yeah. Good and the point. fact that on a given day, there's certain things you might want than other days. Exactly. And I think it's it's an interesting thing because we know that different things work different ways, different times for women. No, we don't always know that because a lot of men do exactly the same thing the mm. same time in yeah. the same way. But there are days as men where you want something different as well. Yep. You don't always want the same thing. It's like you're not eating scrambled eggs for breakfast every morning. Yeah, yeah. And we get kind of caught in that trap that men want the same thing or need the same thing every day and are quite happy with and it. And as men, we often assume women are the same as well. That's it. Mm. And that's, that's a big one. It's true. I think it also just yeah. – uh, it can sometimes be a journey as well, as you say. You know, over a period of time, maybe you know, in the beginning it's going to be more vanilla because the, ba you know, the basics of – Intimacy are quite exciting in the early stages, and then uh, you begin to explore the person. As but you, you often find that the, with 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 um, say first time experiences, it's often extremely clumsy, extremely messy, extremely not really sort of what you 
I don't know. Yeah, not, not a performance to be judged on. It, it, exactly. And yeah. it's only really kind of when you get to the second, third, maybe even tenth, sometimes longer, that you start finding a synergy that, that, that exists. I don't know. if you. Yeah. I, I think maybe I've just had too many first times with too many so first ma- times. So, <laughs> so I'm really good at the first time. I, think yeah. I was going to say, maybe you're just a first-time expert. Yeah. You're a <laughs> Occupational hazard. Yeah, now we need a little bit of sustainability. Yes, yeah. I hear you. Amen. Are you busy that. after the show? <laughs> <laughs> what is so exciting about a straight man for a gay man? Well, I, you know, obviously I can't speak on behalf of all gay men, but for myself, it's always, it's the, it's what you think that you can't get, you know. Um, also it's become fetishized for me because of boarding school, because of, uh, having grown up surrounded by, uh, predominantly alpha heterosexual men and, you know, communal showers. So there were, it was the taboo. It was, I didn't, don't look, don't look, um, and, uh, and I think because it's 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 taboo, it makes it naughtier, it makes it sexier. So for me, um, the thought of uh, being able to seduce a straight man is it's very erotic. But there's also other issues, you know. It's it's probably um, also a, a reflection of my maybe my own internalized homophobia in some ways, shapes and forms, um, and the masculine ideal. Mm. And I mean, that's always what's so interesting for me as a gay man is that there's a part of me that is that fine line between wanting to own, be and reflect a certain kind of masculinity, but also uh, wanting to possess or interact with or have sex with a certain kind of masculinity and the dynamics and everything in between that mm. is quite fascinating for me. Yeah. Would it change your self-definition if you had a sexual experience with another man of any nature? Can you sit a little bit closer to Well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking of the answer. I don't know mm. what the answer is. I mean, it hasn't happened, so I, yeah. I can't. I, I can't perceive what might. I can't predict the future. I don't know how that would affect who I am. I don't know. Okay, Warren, do you think it would change your self-definition? No, no, I don't think so. Um, as I said, it, I mean, I also haven't gone there, mm. but um, no, I mean, I don't think it would. I'm yeah. not, I mean, I don't see myself as homophobic. Mm. I'm just not necessarily attracted to men, so I don't haven't put myself in positions where that that is an issue, where you have to make those choices. Mm. So it tends to kind of mm. avoid the situations where the choices need to be made if you don't want to make the choices, kind of thing. Yeah. So well, I mean, well, as a gay guy who has had experiences with women sexually, that some of which I enjoyed, I still don't identify as bisexual or heterosexual. So have you so had have you had experiences? You've obviously obviously had experiences with. Um, Mainstream straight men. No, I wish. <laughs> oh, no, no. no well, I mean, yes. You never converted somebody. Okay, so no, 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 no. You never no, had no, a sexual no, experience that didn't convert somebody. No, that's just in my fantasy list. I mean, the thing is, okay. to, the, you know, to be honest, that's actually not something that I really want to have happen because the complexities and the psychological implications, of everything. The last thing I want to do is to confuse somebody or to convince somebody to be something that they're not. That uh, that the uh, the idea is is a sexy one in the same way that like. You know, this vixen naked on the back of a motorbike might be for you, you know, arriving. And it's all a fantasy, but the reality is often very different from the fantasy. So the fantasy is that, you know, uh, this hot, um, you know, that the, the stormers arrive at my front door or that the lions decide that they're going to cancel practice th- this afternoon. They're going to come take me and or give me a group massage. That is the fantasy. I think the reality would be terribly fucking 
frightening. I think I would crap myself if if the if a rugby team arrived at the office this afternoon and decided, you know, and offered to give me a free naked massage, I would run away. I'd go and lock myself in the toilet probably. So, you know, that's what I mean. It's the the difference between fantasy and the actual nuts and bolts of of sexual the reality, practice. yeah, which brings up its own really interesting Crap, question. Crapping yourself would probably push put most straight men off. Just, just yeah, no, in gen- I think it puts <laughs> most people off in general, yeah. unless they happen yeah. to have like a scat just, fetish. Just yeah. yeah, just putting it out yeah. there. Yeah, but it brings up an interesting thing of of fantasies that you would actually like to become reality, and what that would actually involve. So, for example, a lot of men have a fantasy. A lot of straight men ha- mm. have a fantasy about two women. Yeah, and the mechanics of that is actually very different to what you think it is, and it actually is a hell of a lot of work, yeah. and and can be quite awkward as well. Yeah, somebody always le- ends up feeling left out. Yeah, and it's yeah. a really interesting one, mm. of of saying I'd like this to happen, but the mechanics of it. Um, so there's a wonderful Playboy TV series produced a, a great series called Swing, and in one episode, uh, a woman is talking about her fantasy for her partner, and she's saying. The biggest fantasy that she has for him is that he's lying down. There's a woman on his face. There's a woman on his cock. There's a woman on each hand. And he just looks at her and he says, fuck, that just seems like so much work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that reality versus the fantasy are two yeah. very, very different things. And it could be quite a disappointment. Absolutely. And most fantasies are, unless they're really carefully planned. And a mm. lot of them are never going to come close to the reality. Yeah. yeah. Even, yeah, they don't, they, they, they're mostly disappointing. Yeah. So fantasies exist in the mind. Mm. Yeah. And, and should often stay there. I yeah. think there's also the dynamics you know, are different in the, in the reality of the situation. So for example, I was in a show once where one of the guys that I was in a show, in the show with was a straight guy, but he was very comfortable with his sexuality. He'd been in the show before where he'd played a gay character and that character had to kiss another guy in the show. So he was very comfortable, but he was, but I, I could see and suss that he was very heterosexual. So we all, uh, as a cast went for drinks and camps bay the one evening. And so, and it was very, I was very open about the fact that I thought this guy was dropped dead gorgeous. I was like, Oh my God, you know, fan myself. This guy's like, beautiful so he'd had a couple of beers and they were like oh come on man shame no give brucey a snog you know kiss him and so and uh, uh, he so he was like yeah sure okay i don't care you know it means nothing to me and i bolted i ran around the cocktail table to get away from him because for me it wouldn't it wouldn't have meant anything to him snogging me wouldn't have been meant anything to him you know but for me it would have meant Something big. I'm very attracted to him. He's a beautiful man. I have, I, I have, I'm harboring feelings for him. So the reality was actually horrifying because I would have been in a situation where somebody was just doing something like meh for him. But for me, it would have been a huge mm. thing. Mm. So I wouldn't allow him to touch me because I'm like, no, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> huh, really interesting one. So the idea was, is very titillating and yeah. exciting, but in the reality, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to go through with this. Mm. It's quite, inter- was it's quite interesting there because it's a complete reverse of a, of a, of a normal situation mm. in a way. It's usually the straight guy that's completely like, Oh God, don't touch me running away. And the gay guys, Oh, titillating. Et exactly. But exactly. there's obviously this very, very much deeper rooted kind of emotion that mm. underlies it as well. So. Mm. 
And also, it was he was just going to be making a statement. There's no attraction uh, from his side. So it would have. I, I didn't want to be. I've never been big on making statements. So sexual sexuality and intimacy for me are like almost sacred in a way. So even to the point where when I am in a relationship and I'm walking in public with my partner and the partner wants to hold my hand to make a statement for the benefit of all the people around me, then I don't like to do it because then it's no longer about our intimacy. Now it's about us making a statement or a political. Mm. So it's if if it happens naturally and I'm walking with somebody and then we're holding hands and it just I don't even think about it then that's beautiful, but it, it's all about you know I think it's how you feel about your sexuality and and how you express your intimacy. Hmm. Huh. What's next on the list? <laughs> Pets. Pets. All right. So there's nothing worse than having Mr. Furry Tinkles, the Persian cat, watching. Your nether regions bouncing in and out and looking at it like it's a Christmas decoration, wanting to tap and, you know, the <laughs> oh pain is horrible. There's scratches. Warren, is this from personal experience <laughs> no. that you're talking? Because this sounds like a very personal Are you asking for a friend, story. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is pets don't belong in the bedroom. I agree. Take them outside. Yeah. And, yeah. and especially cats, they judgmental little bastards. So... Yeah, they is are. that not just a little bit of projection there? No, you see a the way they look at you. Anthropomorphism. You see no, how no. they look at you. I had an experience with a guy who had this fox terrier that bit me, and it was—I mean, we weren't even getting jiggy. We were just like sort of—he'd made this Christmas bed, and we were watching. So, like, such a cliche. We were watching a Barbara Streisand movie, and we were watching this movie, and I laughed a little bit too animatedly, and this his dog bit me because it was like. So imagine if something else was going down. It's just, yeah. And keep, keep your pets out of the bedroom until, until at least there's, you know, you know each other a bit better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a word for your phobia, something like xerophobia or something mm. like it's that. It's called reality. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called some people's reality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some people are into that. They're like, you know, if they've got pugs and they want to get the you know, pugs want to get right on in there, it's like, oh, oh you know. no, no. Like, oh, okay. Now we're getting to. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not unheard of that people would actually like smear their nether regions with something like Marmite or, or Bovril or something so oh, that their pets I've would enjoy making it all. Peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. I've heard of that as well. So people I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not for that. Okay. Let me just put this in context. What I'm going to say next. <laughs> Look, there's no judging. There's no judging. If that is your thing, we won't judge you. And it isn't. Okay. But, <laughs> but I do know that for some people it is. Okay. And I'm okay with that. too much. I'm okay with that. Um, prefer almond butter. I, th- I think a lot of people might not be okay with that because they see it as, as maybe misuse of the animal or whatever. The question is yeah, that, that I want to ask you is if you're, if you're in that sort of situation with a, with a partner or with yourself when you're self-pleasuring and your loving animal comes up and licks you, for instance, out of their own free will. <laughs> okay, so I'm not saying I'm not saying you're enticing the animal to get involved in your sexuality, but if the animal happens to come <laughs> oh my God. and decide to sniff your bum as dogs do, yeah, or or lick you as dogs might, okay, is this a bad thing? The dog must be put I think out immediately. Also a level not, of personal put, not put down. <laughs> not no, put down. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you need to give lethal injection to the, to the dog. I'm saying put it out. Put out. Put it outside. We're doing. We're doing human it, grown-up things now. You know, like no. Daddy says no. Outside. <laughs> Go play with your bone. Not. Not mine. <laughs> Oh, Mother Hubbard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. 
Okay, so can we rise up from the sewer just yeah. a little? Yeah, this is not, it's not my comfort zone yeah, at they, all. They, they, they went uh, quite left field. Bestial. <laughs> well, it's important to look at the things in the dark side. <laughs> okay, Warren, you, you're the one with the agenda okay, this well, morning. Welcome to my show, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so... There's also like a little bit of etiquette I think that needs to go down as well, and mm-hmm. especially when it comes to after the fact or the morning after or whatever. Um, one of them being, you know, often nowadays we live in an Uber society. Um, be a gent, order the you order the Uber. If mm-hmm. The lady's gonna go home. Let her go home. You pay for the thing. I mean, she came through and it was a good time. And if you paid for the whole night, do you still order the Uber? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the night or for the late? Like, there's a two different things here. Oh, okay. <laughs> talk yeah, about, yeah. So if talk, you talk pay about for f- first world problems. So if you paid for the night and the lady of the night, do you still pay for the Uber in no. the morning? No, because she normally has her own dude that picks her up. Okay. And yeah, well, and how do you do, I mean, what, morning, honey, your Uber's here. I can't. Well, that takes, that takes all choice out of the equation. Exactly. That takes out, would you like to have breakfast? Do you want coffee? Yeah. It's time to go. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks for last night. But that's the next thing. I mean, don't always assume that you're spending the night. I mean, that goes both ways. That's true. It needs to be a discussion. Yeah. But I, I also think it's fair that if you are spending the night, the person whose place it isn't should offer to go get breakfast or make breakfast. I think That's a nice gesture. Sort of but, but these these are these are rules that you're making up in your head. These are these are maybe boundaries that you find common and reasonable, etc. But there might be dozens of people out there that have a completely different view of this yeah, sure. of this process. Sure. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just saying that everybody has their own their own idea of what's right or wrong afterwards mm. or before yeah, in the sure. process I or mean, the way through. That. Yeah. So in light of that, kind of a connected to that. Whose responsibility is it to clean the toys? I think it could be both. I think it, whoever the toys belong to. Yeah, it's and ownership. Eh? The ownership of the yeah. toys. So it's the same person yeah. that's going to clean the, the do the linen and mm-hmm. the and the laundry and and you know and do the general cleaning of the the place mm-hmm. of residence. Look, I mean, if you if I've had a one night stand at somebody's house and and there has been some kind of like. Messiness or whatever. I'm not going to stick around and offer to do their laundry and clean their <laughs> toys, even uh, though it was your mess. Even if it was my mess, yeah, because they they enjoyed that mess, so, okay, so they scored know. in their but own I, way. But I do think you have an obligation to clean your toys before your next yeah. use. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like a teapot. You know, teapot you're supposed to leave because it builds up a yeah. nice flavor or something. So, well, it's so not a teapot. Now I'll do the toys tomorrow. Yeah, no. Uh, no. No, you put that stuff in the dishwasher. Some 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 toys are obviously easier to clean than others. And we're talking about the obvious ones that are rubber and, and, and plastic mm. and that kind of thing. But you have things like floggers, for instance, which mm. are often made of leather, which are oh. very difficult to clean. You can't wash them. Um, and uh, But yet they do take residual skin off a person sure. and, mm. and, and, and retain it. Mm. So the next time you use that same flogger again, it will be basically putting somebody else's skin onto another person. Well, you could wipe it down, I suppose. Unless it's the same person, which is also. Yeah. You, you can't really wipe it down. This is the thing. I mean, you can like flap it around to get rid of like you dust a carpet, but yeah. you can't really. Not all toys are easy to clean. It's, mm. you know, some are, yeah. and one would perceive that most toys would be made, sex toys specifically would be made with the objective of having them easy to clean, but, 
it's not necessarily the case. So it's yeah, but it well, is. What, it is what do people do with leather furniture? They wipe it down. So they, I mean, surely it's the same thing. Like anything, like leather shoes, yeah, you have to. Wipe I've never been spanked by a couch. Never. <laughs> there was the first time for everything. <laughs> Corey Craft, are you listening? <laughs> Rochester. That would be an interesting thing. Like if a furniture manufacturer actually came up with. Some little kind of bondage additions to lounge food. Call it like Hornycraft. Well, yeah. You get like a lazy boy, and then there's a, like a spanky boy. boy. <laughs> spanky boy. And you just have like a little Velcro hideaway that has some restraints on the couch, you know, yeah. to spread somebody out on. And you pull a lever, and something just. You heard it first, yeah. Yeah. A lazy boy actually could get you into some very interesting sex positions. Definitely. No question of that. Hmm, there's a market for somebody out there. Yeah. No, well, I mean, you know, we're well represented in the furniture world. I mean, mm-hmm. with many a couch, you get a poof. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're sorted. We looked after. They know about us. They know that we like good quality furniture. Who likes? I, I like a very solid poof. So I've always been told supportive. that one, one of the things you shouldn't say in a gay bar is, "Can I push your stool in for you?" Oh God. <laughs> That is nasty. And I, yeah. <laughs> That'd be an interesting show one day. Actually, is how filthy and disgusting could we actually get? <laughs> like, we have a certain level of filter, but how? Where could we actually go one day? We can go pretty far, and we need to have Tamar in for that as well because she's like the queen. I mean, she's not absolutely afraid. Absolutely, no boundaries, no limitations. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely We miss you tomorrow mm, That'll be an interesting one hmm. Next item on the agenda sir Probably one of the most important mm-hmm. Protection Protection Whose responsibility is it? Technically both mm-hmm. Always um, yours so Always yours But always make sure you look after mm-hmm. yourself first oh. Yeah So at the end of the day It's always your your responsibility To take care of yourself At the end of the day you know, and in the height of the moment and when we're all amorous and we've had a few drinks or whatever, somebody, people are, will say whatever the hell they think that you want to hear, you know, to, to get what they want. And you can't, unfortunately, you can't take somebody at face value in that situation. They're not thinking with, mm. with the right head. Mm. So you need to take care of yourself and take steps to protect yourself. Mm. Yep. Very, very Absolutely. good. Mm. Okay. Dealt with. Next. <laughs> <laughs> um, also cleaning up I mean we did cover this in terms mm. of Laundry and whatever But uh, actually the physical Of both of your bodies um, I know you could Still add it as part of the What would be called after play Part uh, of the politics who gets to sleep mm. in the wet spot mm. Well if you do it right you won't have to <laughs> if you do it, if you do it left, you might have to. If you do it, if you do it, if you do it right, somebody else might have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think like if you were to, if it's your place and you just chuck the lady a towel and say, "There you go." I don't know. It's kind of a bit weird, but uh, yeah, just uh, a little bit of a, a mutual clean-up session could actually be a little fun. Oh yeah, yeah, like taking a shower together afterwards is is always great. It's also just a nice way to unwind a little bit because you, uh, you know, I mean. Usually for me in my experience has been there's a bit of a frenzy and there's been this like rah, 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 hunger hunger yummy yummy and then afterwards like oh okay so 
So what's your name? Oh, what do you do? Okay, cool. Yeah. So you live here? Is this your place? You so guys all in the same team? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, I used to play hooker at uh, rugby as well back in the day. So good luck for the match tonight. Are you still playing rugby, Bruce? I, is the season done? Or is it no, still no, no. So or? no, there is that we're still practicing. The thing yeah. is, it's practices moved to Diggers uh, Rugby Club, other side of Randwick. Right so, up your street? Uh, no, it's not, unfortunately. So oh. I've been missing practice because it's a bit far. It means I have to sit in traffic. Oh. But uh, but I'm still supporting the Jersey Cats. Go mm-hmm. Jersey Cats! And when I can, um, I will be there. But they're doing very, very well. We're beginning to win more and more matches. And uh, we now have a contact rugby um, team as well. So it's not just touch rugby. Now there's You understand all the puns and all the possibilities Uh, in all of these I have exhausted them, Jonty. I have exhausted them. (laughs) If you you follow me on Facebook, you have heard every single rugby innuendo and pun uh, possible. So I'm not done. I'm I'm bored of my own material now. I need to move on to another sport. What's that gonna be? <laughs> <Fishing>. <laughs> I think I'm I'm sort of heading towards, you know, a bit of like swimming. Mm. Swimming mm. Fishing reminds me of something. There's an app that I heard about called Clue. So what a woman does is she starts entering her menstrual cycle into it, so it starts to measure her hormonal patterns and you're both on the you both have the app and if, as a friend of mine put it really delicately a few weeks ago, um, I know when to go fishing. Ah. And I know when the sex storm is coming. Okay. Ah. Interesting one. Mm. So there's actually an interesting idea with this because men do go through hormonal cycles as well Mm. that impact on us. That if a man were to do that and to chart his moods and and temperament over a monthly period, 28-day cycle, what would come up? Because there's times where men would be more irritable or less irritable. Mm. Um. More open, more frustrated, more peaceful, yeah, and less. Definitely, so that would be a really interesting thing to look at to see how men would go through that cycle. I think internally and externally, because I yeah. suppose you know it, it's also dictated by your behaviour. So if you are traditionally jolling a lot over the weekend and, and drinking a lot mm. on a Friday and a Saturday, then you're going to feel a certain way on most Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. So on, so it depends on on your external. Uh, influences as well as your internal mm. um, so in terms of you know keeping the hormones at bay something i've always thought was a very clever idea is because this tantric idea i think is a fantastic thing when, when you're in a relationship you know we try not to climax and hold on to that energy and, and all of that kind of stuff it's rad you can channel it but if you're single and you're going to go out uh, with your friends and you're going to be drinking i don't recommend it because you know, in fact, I recommend you give yourself a good thorough going, uh, sorting out before going out because then I just find that you're a little bit more able to make better decisions after, uh, at the end of the night when, when things can happen because, you know. Okay. Now you've said a lot of euphemisms. Okay. So yeah. basically. So sex me, talk is not about yeah, euphemisms. I know. I keep forgetting. So sorry. Sort yourself out before you end at the so end have of a good night, wank. Okay, have a good wank go. before Thank you go you. out at night because you're going to get drunk. You're going to get horny. And you're not going to be thinking clearly, um, particularly if you haven't wanked in a while. And there's this build-up, and uh, I can, you know, uh, so I, I think it's a good idea to have a wank before you go out, before you drink, so that you're less likely to just jump on the first thing with the pulse that looks in your direction. Why is that such a bad thing? We've made it such an evil thing to do that. 
Why? To jump on the first thing with... Yes. Why is it such a terrible thing? Anybody? Bad breath. No. <laughs> so, so for me, it's, for me, it's, it's a case of, it's not, it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's like, it's like anything in life. Um, it devalues, it, anything devalues if it becomes too common. So if you're, if you are going to just be jumping on the first thing that comes along and having sex with it, then for me, the value of sex becomes less. So, so it's about, um, sex is special. So there was a most beautiful tantric quote that I heard once, and it was about a woman who had had a lot of sex. Um, and the quote was, a temple is no less sacred for the amount of footsteps that have entered its doors. So. Sure. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <Science>. Worship. <laughs> <laughs> So cock worship, which is a really interesting phrase. So in the world of, of, of BDSM, and we spoke to a lifestyle slave a while ago, mm. and she referred to the fact that there is no such thing as a blowjob in that world. It's cock worship. Sure. Interesting. Ah. So what's happening at Anova Health that's new and interesting and exciting? There's always exciting new and wonderful things happening at Anova. Um, but for the time being, I mean, I would just say uh, – if you want to know as a man, if you're a man who wants to know about manly men uh, sex things and there's anything that you're curious about, then check out uh, We The Brave, www.wethebrave.co.za. Um, I've just written a piece uh, recently about, um, what's it called? Shingles. So if you, shingles is quite interesting. I'm not talking about the things on your roof. Uh, shingles is is basically the same virus as chickenpox. So if uh, and a lot of uh, men and uh, older men get it um, because it, if you had chickenpox as a child and your immune system is then compromised later on because you're not looking after yourself or you're tired or maybe you're HIV positive, um, then there is the virus can become reactivated because it sort of just chills in your body next to your spine. So yeah. Check it out, and once again, if there is any other information you need with regards to your sexual health, go to one of our Health for Men clinics. It's for free, and we have fantastic clinicians who are just ready, willing, and able to tell you whatever it is you need to know, and there's nothing you can tell them that will shock them. Yeah, We also have, um, we've had a really good project that's been running, um, and we are looking at extending it further, um, called Score for Life. Mm-hmm. Score for Life. Uh, Score for Life. Yeah, it's not exactly what you think it is. It's not uh, scoffle for life. No, not scoffle. Score as in score for life. Like cricket score. Yeah. And basically we had to see um, pop-up clinics doing HIV testing. Mm-hmm. And what was really cool about them is that uh, they had extended hours. So guys who were stuck at work, whatever you, and they couldn't get to a normal clinic, we had these pop-up clinics everywhere. And um, it's been hugely successful. So we are looking at... Implementing an extension of that, basically. So it's going to be Pop-up exciting. Where? Everywhere. So we've had. Like in the middle of Sandton City? If the space, if we got the space, we'll do it, yeah. Okay. Um, we've, we've been in Soweto, Alex. Um, and what's nice is it's there for a while. Um, Do you do corporates? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe yeah, it's a serious question. Yeah. So we what we uh, we focus on areas that have a lot of traffic. So places where a lot of people, sort of urban uh, areas where there is a lot of people that congregate over certain times of the day during lunch. So we want people during their lunch break to go in for a fifteen to twenty minute 
um, screening of the of for STIs like yeah. HIV, so that they can just quickly. There's no excuse. You can just find out quickly what is your status because. Yeah. The only issue nowadays is if you don't know your status. If you know your status, either way, if you're HIV positive or HIV negative, you are in a better place. Yeah. It's always better to know. Always. No matter which way you look at it. Are more people getting tested? There's always more people getting tested, but, the, but there is still so much stigma and there's never enough. Mm. So, um, people are getting tested every day, but there's all, there are always challenges and the challenges are, um, just ignorance or people not knowing or fear or people not wanting to be seen getting tested. And those are the things that need to, uh, to, to be challenged. And I think even if you do know your status, sometimes it's good to go and get tested regularly so that other people can see you doing it mm. and seeing that it's not such a big deal. It's not such a bad thing. There's nothing to be afraid of. And there's more to be afraid of. You know, it's not more no. terrifying not knowing. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, and and as we said before, I mean HIV is easily managed. Um, it's really no worse than diabetes. It's it's, it's easier. Medica- it's even easier. Yeah, easier it's, than it's, diabetes. It's medic one pull a day. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so let's go back to partialism. Partial. So Master Charles was the most correct. So partialism is being turned on or aroused or fascinated by body parts that are not necessarily the genitals. Ooh. Foot fetish. Yeah. There we go. That would yeah. be a part of it. Could be hands, could be a neck, ears, eyes, whatever, anything. Yeah. Shoulders. So there yeah. Okay. I'm a partialist, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. Gentlemen, all, this has been really interesting and fun. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank, Thank you for please. giving me the opportunity to go through my list. Yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing the list for <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't have known what to talk about. Just so. uh, with regards to your challenge that you mm. posed for yes. next week. So, yes. if there is anyone out there listening who is, uh, it may be a gay couple or a gay guy who is open to um, coming on on the show and doing uh, having a blowjob uh-huh. and sharing it. Um, Please let us know or let me know. Um, I personally can't think of anyone off the top of my head who'd be well, quite happy to do that's that. That's why you're going to toddle off and put it all over your social media sites <laughs> and all over your see. personal sites. <laughs> so, yeah, let us let, let me know if, if yeah. that's your, your flavor flav. There we go. So, thank you so much. Visit my website, www.eroslife.co.za. We are adding new stuff every week, new articles, um, audio, and soon some really cool video clips. Um, anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I do actually, Warren. We're going to use that list right that you got right there and put it out as an open survey. So, guys, come onto the website, look at the there list, tell go. us what you think about what Warren thinks, cool. and um, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what the results are. Absolutely. So, will awesome. you – you'll – Email that to Charlie. I'll email that through. And then we can do that. That's really fantastic. Awesome. Cool. Absolutely. Um, still a few places left for our dolphin retreat in Mozambique in September. And there are whales in the bay. So not only do you get to swim with dolphins. I've heard there are a few on the beach too. <sighs> not only do you get to swim with dolphins, but we get to watch whales and the most awesome food in beach. And the information is up on our website on our Facebook page. Um, so thank you all very, very much. Thanks for having us. And Cheers. I, thank and you. I wish you all so much pleasure. This one's just for you, Bruce.
is cliffcentral.com.